The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What would your life be like if you'd received the messages you needed as a child to develop the right mindset and heart set to be a resilient, empowered, grounded, and connected person in this world? In this episode, we find out more about this as I talk with clinical child psychologist and author Amy Stark. We chat about her new book, You Are More Than, a primer for finding light in your heart. We really have a fun and amazing conversation. It's so enlightening. You know, Amy works with kids as a clinical psychologist from divorced homes and kids that kids whose parents are going through a divorce. And so a lot of times that can be so unsettling and everything feels so chaotic. So in her practice, she teaches kids how they can solve any problem if they feel grounded and connected. And this book that she's written for children really teaches young kids to do the same. I have to admit, it's also a book for us, <laughs> for all of us adults. There's beautiful things in this conversation about how we create inner safety and grounding and how just by getting in touch with nature and doing some breath work, we can ignite the very best in us. I'm Stephanie James, psychotherapist and transformation coach, and you are listening to Igniting the Spark, where each week we bring you inspirational guests to help you ignite your joy, happiness, and well-being. Together, we can illuminate the world. So everyone, so glad to have you. Welcome to Igniting the Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James, and I am here with Dr. Amy Stark. Amy, it's so good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for asking me to be on your show. Well, I'm just thrilled. We, we were just talking before we got on the call that it looks like you're in some beautiful fairy wonderland right now. And Amy, as I said in the introduction, is a clinical psychologist and you work with children. Yes, I do. I work I work with children in family law. So um, all my cases are with kids who, you know, they're struggling with their parents getting divorced or they won't speak to one parent, not the other. Or they're in the middle of a situation where even though parents are divorced, they can't get along. So I, I think it's important to have magic in my office. So I, I have a fairy gown outside that I, I switch for every season and I have a butterfly habitat because I you know, raised monarch butterflies and giant eastern swallowtails and bluebirds. 
And uh, in my waiting room, I have a train suspended from the ceiling um, and a jukebox. And my office is filled with toys. And I also have a service dog, um, a, a big 63-pound golden doodle named Spencer Tracy. So I try to make people <laughs> as I can, because when you think about it, they're in the midst of some really hard changes. And, you know, I even have like apple cinnamon, you know, infuser going on, you know, because I, I have kids who say it feels homey here. And when they're here to discuss some of the hardest things of their life, it needs to be homey. And it needs to be also a place where they believe after everything that they've been through, that magic is possible. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it does, it feels, and I can only see a little section of it, but just that wonderful, magical, cozy, safe feeling just emanates from there. Yeah. And I have treats too. So, Hey, hey I wish I could come to your office, Amy. That's amazing. I want to be there. Um, Amy, before we dive into talking about your newest book, which I'm really excited you've, you've done, gosh, this is your seventh book. You've been doing incredible series, helping kids with their self-esteem. And, you know, gosh, I, I I was looking over your books here, the whole heart series for girls, the whole heart series for young women and for boys and the fairy godmother book series. Well, what got you into writing all these books? Well, you know, I, I guess it's because I have something to say. And, you know, and I want to teach children and and give some value lessons, but also teach them to still believe in magic and connection to each other and to the planet. I, I we, we, we really clearly need to collect, you know, connect to each other on this planet right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, I, I really value that. And because I have that habitat outside, I really spend every time, you know, when I get when kids come here, we stop. We look in the garden, we see if there's, I, I release ladybugs once in a while uh, to eat the aphids. So, you know, if you're here during ladybug time, I'm like, you know, ladybugs crawling up your arms and everywhere. Or we stop as, oh, here comes a monarch to lay some eggs. Um, you want to go outside a little bit. So because I have this outsider, here's a bluebird. I had one kid stop in the middle of a session because during COVID, I had to meet people outside. What yeah. can you, we're sitting in lawn chairs, six feet apart with NASA. Um, so I could see them in person. And this one kid said, stop everything. I have never seen a bluebird before. I want to remember this moment forever. Mm. So, you know, it's important for us to stop, connect what's going on in the world around us. What's the season of the year? That's why I change things for the seasons. Can we connect to the earth? Because if we can connect to the earth and we connect to each other and everyone can figure out what their purpose is and address some of the problems on this planet, we can make it a better place to be. 100%. I agree with you so much. And I love that your emphasis is starting with children, because I think that's the key. If we're giving children what I what I would call the heart set and the mindset with these beautiful gifts of connection, of purpose, of passion, of how to how to connect to nature and one another, then it is what's going to transform this world. Well, it is. And not only that, sometimes when parents read it, they go, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that it's important to go outside. I forgot that it's important to kind of check the weather. I forgot it's important to look, oh, is there an eclipse today? Um, or gee, here comes a blood moon. Or here comes the big orange harvest moon. Or, did you go outside? Did you see it? No. Let's go outside right now. We need to like look around here. Or look at my gosh, there's this butterfly here. Let's stop. 
let's stop for a second and wait before we go in the office and see this, you know, this magnificent creature and understand how helpless they are. Um, let, let's look at this. And then, you know, you, whatever problems you have, you can solve them if you feel grounded and connected. That's that's the beginning of everything. Mm. I love that. And I love the beautiful connection to nature that you have. It sounds like through your home and that you share with your patients outside and help facilitate them connecting to that. You know, even though people live in cities, I think it's so important that they take time to go outside because the sky is always available to us. We can connect with nature, even just putting our feet in the grass. Yes, we can. And I think people forget that. You know, it's so important. Just go outside and look around. It's free. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. So I don't know. We it's it's really, really important. We we need to get back to basics to create well, peace. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And Amy, will you talk about, will you share a little bit about your own journey? I'm always curious what brings people to where they're at? What what even got you into clinical psychology and, and working with children? Well, you know, when I was a little kid, I, I remember I did a report on the state of California and I said to my mom, I'm from Minnesota. And I said to my mom, oh, I'm going to be living there someday. Um, you know, and then when I came out here to do graduate school and you know, I was living in San Diego at the time and did my internship and then I ended up, you know, up the road a little bit in Orange County. My emphasis has always been on kids because even when I was a kid, I realized that some kids were in trouble and they needed some help. So I originally was pre-med and then I got into a psychology course and that was the, that was the end of that. Bam. Hard, right. You know, <laughs> I love the psychology and, and my, my lifelong friends from college were not my peers. It was the psychology department. Um, you know, who gave me a surprise birthday party for my 21st birthday, who did all the extra stuff for me. I just clicked with them. So, you know, there was, I don't know, something just, it's like I walked through a door and I thought, oh my gosh, this is the best thing that ever happened. So there you go. That's how I got into it. Yeah, clearly it's like the door opened and there was your path. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh, and, you know, it's my passion. I am very passionate about my work with kids. Very passionate about it. It shows. It shows. And how how long have you been doing this? Ah, uh, let me say I graduated in 81. So what, 40 years? Is that 40 years now? Close to 40 years? Fantastic. And 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 your passion has not waned. No. There are some days when you go, okay, this was hard. You know, like some days I'll have to testify and I'll turn to the judge and say, after this case, I need a chai tea latte to feel better. <laughs> yes. But, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, that was hard or exhausting, but you know, I can shake it off mostly and get on to the next one because I remember those things that are good. We're 10 years after I'm done seeing someone, a kid will call and say, do you remember me? And I will say, yes. And they go, you really helped me. And I want you to know that. And they're in their twenties or thirties. So, you know, it's, it's, it's those things. It's the, it's not the people who are angry and write negative reviews because they're angry at you at that moment. And then later they change their mind, but they don't suck the review back in. Um, it, it's not those people. It's the people who send the letters come by after the case and say, here's flowers, what you did mattered to me. Um, and it's also that I know I did the right thing and I, and I plant seeds for the future so that something will happen even later on because I planted enough seeds for it to grow given the right circumstances. That's so powerful. 
I, I think that number one, I think as a fellow psychotherapist, you know, I think one of the greatest gifts that we're given is the privilege of being able to witness other people's healing. Such a tremendous gift. And how beautiful for you to get these, you know, 10, 20 years later, this feedback, this response that, wow, what you're doing really, really matters. Really so powerful. And they took the time to pick up the phone. Because sometimes people might think that, but they don't take the time to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people say, you know, I haven't seen you for a while. I don't want a session. Can I just stop by and say hi? Yeah, you can. This is when it would be okay to, to do that. I'm not going to say no. Um, you know, and they'll stop in the garden, look at see, check up on things. You know, or when kids will bring something to my fairy garden, you know, um, and they add things. Oh, I bought this thing or I saw this thing and I thought of you and I picked it up. Or even I've had some parents call. I'm on the road and I just saw Monarch fly in front of my car. I was, and I thought of you because I know how you love Monarchs. Okay. But how wonderful. Again, I mean, you're making a difference in these people's yeah. life. Yeah. You know? that, that lets me know some some of the stuff I talked about got in there. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Amy. Being in the the healthcare and the healing profession, how do you take care of yourself? What do you do to take care of you? Well, I um, I have my wonderful service dog, Spencer Tracy. I have my fairy garden up front, which I love, and my butterfly habitat, which is important to me. I meditate every day and spend time with friends, and I take walks every day, and I spend time with family. Mm, beautiful. I stay connected. Yeah. And I'm hearing that connection in all different areas, you know, meditation, connecting you to that higher self connection to nature, connection to others, connection yep, to and yourself. That's the key, and you just got to keep at it every day, you know, and remind myself and say positive things to myself. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because I think that's an important piece that, that we have to resource ourselves as well. Yes. Cause if I'm not taking care of me, the whole thing goes under. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, let's talk about your, your latest book. I'm so excited to talk about it. I have it right here. So people that are watching this online on YouTube can see you are more than a primer for finding light in your heart and what sweet, amazing illustrations in here. And such a, so much of what we've already just been chatting about is in this book. Can you talk a little bit about this book? This book, I I felt inspired to write it. I guess that's the best thing I can say about it. And it came to me just in one like sitting where I'm writing down all these notes as fast as I can write, you know, like, oh my gosh, I need to say these things because I'm what I'm experiencing with the kids in my practice and seeing in the world around me, we need to get back to basics. And the basics are we aren't what we externally see. It's not the car I drive. It's not the place I live. It's not the friends I have. It's not the clothes I have, although nice clothes are nice. It's not any of those things. It's what's happening internally to me. And I always tell girls, it's not whether you're beautiful outside. It's whether you're beautiful inside that everyone's going to notice. It's that. And it's looking around and connecting to the earth and realizing if we can't connect to our planet, which needs to sustain us, (laughs) you know, um, if we can't connect to that, and if we can't remember our connection with each other, we have to relearn that. We are all connected. And if we can't do that, then we can't find our purpose. Because I really think 
we're all here for a purpose. We, there, there's a greater thing going on here than just what you see. And if you can recognize the purpose in yourself and show that to your children, and if you could realize that your kids have a purpose and start to talk to them about that so they can begin exploring, why am I here? What is interesting to me? What can I be good at? How can I, how can I help other people? Um, if you start to think that way, that could change the whole course of your life. And if we don't start to talk about that, we're just going to stay where we are, stuck, reacting to problems, reacting to the fearful things on the news, reacting to fear instead of finding our inner peace and know that peace starts inside with each of us. That's where it starts. Beautiful. You know, the, the other part in that book that I love what you talk about is our connection to the light. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that as well? That is so important. So many people don't believe in anything. And I'm like so open to my practice because trust me, I have every kind of religion and every kind of culture come here, which I adore because I had one kid who, who years ago, she was doing Persian New Year and she had this altar thing and I was really interested in it. She made me a little booklet with all the parts that go in it. Here's all the things that is took a picture of everything. I'm so grateful that you asked me about this and that you were interested. Of course I'm interested. I mean, that's how I learned about other cultures, which is to me, that's just so enriching for me as a person. You know, we are all connected. And when we realize we realize that it we're here for a greater purpose, and we can open up to what that greater purpose is and let spirit in in whatever form we believe in comes in. That changes everything and lights up everything else in our life. And once the light is on, even though you'd like to forget, you know what you saw. And you go, <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. I can't pretend I didn't have that experience. I can't pretend I didn't feel that connection. I can't pretend there wasn't something I got excited about. I can't pretend I didn't feel the connection to everyone on the planet, whether we all, I mean, it's, we all end up in the same destination whether we take a Bentley or a Mercedes or the bus or we walk. So if we can remember that and remember we're here for a purpose and encourage that purpose and feel connected, we can make a change because it's the small changes that lead to the bigger changes. Yes. Love this. You know, it's, it's reminded me what you're saying, Amy is reminding me it was in 1993 and my aunt had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, terminal breast cancer, which had spread and metastasized through her body. And I got that news when I was actually with my boyfriend at the time in Salt Lake. And we had taken a hike all the way up these mountains where as sun began to set, you could just look out over the great Salt Lake, all that just amazing, just beautiful nature. And all of a sudden, what you're talking about hit me in a way I'd never been hit before. I was somewhere in my mid-20s. And when that moment happened, as that sun began to set, I could feel my aunt. I could feel that connection to her heart. And then I could start to feel that radiant connection with my family and friends. And then it just kept spreading, like concentric circles. Uh -huh. And so powerful and, and exactly what you're talking about. It was such a life-changing moment. I'm curious, what was one of your light moments when you really said, wow, the lights are on? I've always kind of been a little unique in terms of <laughs> the things I think about. And, and when I was in high school, I used to think there's something more than this. And I would have these aha moments that would come from out of nowhere where I know things. I guess even going, I can remember even going back to second grade. Where I told something to a kid once 
oh, this is going to happen this week. And it came out my mouth and I thought, that's not going to, why did you say that? Turned out everything that I said is exactly what happened that weekend, which is weird. But, you know, you, I feel that sometimes once in a while, this rush of energy, I thought, what is that? What is that? I, I want that more often. And then once you've had that, you just want to continue to have that connection. So you kind of got to work at it so you can allow it to occur in your life. And I think once that happens, it's so life changing. You can't go back to, well, you can go back to having the lights off, but boy, it's hard to forget. You know, there's a party that I said, wait a minute. I, I know what I saw. I know yeah. what I felt. I know what this is. I know what this connection is. I know what this feeling we can have on this planet and the rush we get by doing something for others or the rush we get by feeling connected. I want to have that more often. How can I make that happen? And we can't make that happen unless we talk about it. Absolutely. So a book like this, where you're, again, inviting children, and I love that you said, and their parents, you know, the parents to remember, or maybe even get for the first time, and the children to get that that light is inside of them too, you know, and we have to stop and look up at the stars and we have to stop and be in nature. And if we're just human doings all the time, then we miss it. Yes, we do. We do. And that's why when I first wrote it, I, I said to my publicist, you know, it's kind of a book for all ages because adults can read it and go, shoot, I forgot about this. Or yeah, I felt that too. And I got to remember to continue to do that. You can't get so involved in your cell phone and your electronics and your Instagram and all the nonsense that we pay attention to uh, that, that you forget to stop and have a moment of connection you know, with each other, with the earth, with our purpose. And, and you can't stop. And once you do that and you check in regularly, you want more of it. It becomes you know, like, oh, I want this a lot more than I'm experiencing. I'm going to make sure this happens every day. You know, because I feel like whenever I put in the room with someone, there's a reason I'm there. And I don't know what it is. It's not my job to figure it out. I'll just stand there patiently and the re reason will reveal itself and then something will come and I'll either learn something or I'll teach something. And when you're open to those experiences, it makes life so much more enriching and rewarding. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another thing I loved in your book, and I found myself doing it as I was reading, is you have the word breathe. Just like 
just like you were saying, you know, when you pause in the moment and you breathe, then you can be witness and be available for whatever the magic is that's supposed to happen, not supposed to, but that is happening in that moment. Yep. And without that, you're busy, 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 busy. You know, and sometimes you have to stop and say, I can take a moment for this. There's a bluebird here. I can take a moment for this. As I, I'm in the middle of an urban shopping center. I have bluebirds. They just appeared one day. I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And this last year, they finally used their nesting box, which I'd had up for five years. And we had two different sets of eggs. You need to stop for that. And I remember when they first came, I thought, well, that's weird. What are they doing here? And then what am I going to do to keep them coming? So I did some research, found out what they eat, found out all the stuff. And I remember a couple of years ago, I did an interview on one of uh, a pot, someone's podcast. And then a guy from National Wildlife was on the interview. And he goes, oh, my God, who has bluebirds in a shopping center? He goes, this is unheard <laughs> of. I don't know. But they came and, and I made sure that they come back. So, you know, we, we have to be open to those moments and just be inspired, open to be inspired and sometimes get out of our own way to allow things to just appear before us. Yes. You know, I just read the book Chatter by Ethan Cross. And I think that is such an important piece. That's what he was talking about, how we all have that chatter. And if we just tune into it, it's just thoughts and sometimes it's ruminations and sometimes it just takes us down the rabbit hole. What for you, Amy, is, is a strategy that you use when you notice that chatter come up? Sometimes I need to walk off some energy because it's just, you know, oh, so much adrenaline from all the stuff I hear all day long. Sometimes I will do a cleansing in my office, whether it's Palo Santo, you know, playing a, a background cleansing thing or a, a prayer or something in the background before I start my day. Sometimes it's going out. Well, it always is. I spend a lot of time just walk outside and sit on my butterfly bench and just breathe, just breathe. And then sometimes it's walking around with the dog because we always meet someone, you know, um, he's pretty cute. It's hard not to want to meet him. <laughs> um, so, you know, we always meet somebody and, and gee, this is, I wonder who we'll see today. And who will this be? And what's it going to be like? And whatever. Sometimes it's that. But but I try to find something that I can focus on that gets me outside of here and inside of an experience and be open to hearing and seeing what happens. Because when I'm da, 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 it's like, wow, I can't you can't you can't even listen. So that's why the daily meditation is important, the daily prayers are important. However, anybody wants to connect in. That part's very important. So you remind yourself, I'm not going to listen to all this other stuff. I can listen to some of it. I need to know what's going on. But I don't want to focus on that and focus on this fear and anxiety that's in the news and all this stuff that's in social media. And now these pressures people have. I don't want, I know, I want to know it's there, but I don't want to take over so that I can still have meaningful relationships, meaningful interactions, still do the stuff I need to do to move people forward to their healing and move myself forward in my own spiritual development. Yes, because it's a continual process. Yes, and it thank is. Thank you for saying that. There, there's no arrival point. Well, I have a friend who often says, are you still on the planet? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> well, you think that could maybe might mean you have some stuff to work on? <laughs> could there be more? Yes, there's always more. That's why you're still here. Like, okay. So, you know, it's just, it's a reminder that, you know, there's always, thank God, there's always more to evolve to. Because I mean, you know, think about how we have our religious training or our spiritual training. It stops at age, what, 18 or something? Like you're done then? So it's really interesting. We go, okay, now you're done. That's all you can learn. I hope not. Gosh, golly, what are you going to do the rest of your time? Well, and, and honestly, that's what I've always loved about one of the principles in Buddhism is to come to each day with a child's mind. You know, it's, it's arriving and being in that child's mind where it's like, oh, I have so much to learn instead of I've already got it. I'm the expert. I've, I've got this figured out. In child's mind, there's something beautiful to be gained. There's well, the practice to be, yeah, further developed. I learned so much from the kids in my practice about what they think about, about what's important to them, about why it's important, about some of their interesting solutions. You know, what about this? What about that? Well, I never thought about that. You know, the, the stuff they think about is really interesting to me. I'm like, huh, okay, you did that. So it's, that's, I love that part. You know, you'll check in with them. You'll think they're one place and the next week they're someplace else with it because that's part of that way their mind processes things. Hopefully they haven't been hurt so much by their parents' nonsense that, that they haven't closed down. Some of them have been closed down and you've got to, you know, remind them to open the door that it's okay, that there's other things to, to think about. And then it's safe to think about them because it's hard to be safe if your parents are warring with each other. Ah, it doesn't yeah. stop. And then that doesn't give you the opportunity to meet your developmental milestones or, or, or the, the benchmarks you need in school because you're worried, oh my gosh, are my parents going to fight in the parking lot at school open house so that the police have to come and I can't even let them see my work, you know? And, and if sometimes the parents will calm down and recognize, wow, my, our kid's life can't be all about the divorce. You know, it has to be about something else. So when kids are in a place where that is minimized and it's contained, they're more able to blossom and develop. And then you can do some of this other stuff. Some kids are resilient. You could drop them off in New York and they could beat you back on the plane. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but other kids, it's more damaging to them. And those are the ones that you need to show some skills. Here's how you get through this. Here's how you do it. Here's how you don't let this take over everything. So that you are okay at the end of this journey and you could pull yourself together to the life that you could have. I wonder too, what do you, what do you teach children when they are experiencing that chaos at home and that it's, it, let's say they're in the bloodiest, messiest part of that divorce. What do you teach them so that they're creating that safety inside of themselves if they're not really experiencing it in their outer environment? Well, that's why we do the breathing. That's why we go outside. That's why we do things to ground and center. We pet the dog. We just get back to we're here now. It's okay. Here's what you can think about when this happens. Um, I do neurological tapping sometimes with kids, you know, to kind of teach them the skill. Here's how you can calm down. Here's how you can manage this anxiety. Here's how you can think about what happens next. What am I going to do after this hard part is over? How is it going to be? And it's going to get better because you decide in your mind it's going to get better. And if you can teach them enough coping skills so that they can do that and go forward and remember some like I will I will even give kids a transitional object to take home from here, whether it's right now it's um, before it was Shopkins. Um, now it's um, Squishmallows, those little Squishmallow Junior things that every kid wants. 
you know, or crystals. I have crystals. I have kids with a whole, I send them home with a geode and they have a whole little collection in their bedroom of crystals that I've given them. And that to them is, oh, this is a piece of Amy that goes home with, you know, me so I can remember what she told me, you know. So you kind of teach them that kind of stuff so they can learn, they can weather this storm and it doesn't have to take them over because that's what I want them to learn. Because otherwise, every day they're getting hit by a tidal wave of stuff from their parents and they're in recovery every day instead of being able to go, okay, things can calm down and I can move on. So you've got to teach them to go, okay, it's like this. How am I going to go around this tidal wave so I can still think about the things I need to think about? And then encourage the parents. Like when you're spending time with them, do not discuss the other person for heaven's sakes. And when you're at a restaurant, can you not all be on your electronic mm. devices how about mm. when you put them down and you look at each other in the eye and talk about how was your day at school what did you like the most what was the hardest thing is something happening are your peers being nice to you are you being kind to your peers uh if you don't find that stuff out because you're busy mm -hmm. on your phone you have no idea and you can't help your kid process what they are experiencing and you also don't know what they are thinking about so that you can guide and direct their thinking and and, ex, and open their mind to expand to new ideas of how to be successful in the world. So I'm hearing too from you how powerful it is to bring ourselves to the present moment. That if we're scrolling or we're distracted or we're doing something else, we're not tuned into our kiddos. We can't know what's going on in their minds and hearts. We have to be present with them so we can not only teach them some necessary things, but so we can really listen and give them the message. I see you. You're important. You matter. Well, and I want to hear what you're thinking about. And so that you don't correct them, but listen what they're thinking about. Huh, that's really interesting. Well, how did you come up with that? Okay. And then you might guide and direct some little part of it, but you want them to get there on their own. And it's important for you to listen. And it doesn't have to be, oh, my gosh, you spend four hours with your kid talking. You talk in the car. You talk while you're eating. You talk while you're doing dishes. You talk between homework. You talk between getting them ready for you know their routine at night. You talk during those little moments, little bits at a time, because that's where the learning and the teaching come from. Yeah, it's it's reminded me it's reminded me of my youngest daughter Haley who just turned 26 last week. And when she was little, I would say 6th grade, she loved Hannah Montana. And wow. I would have to sit on the edge of her bed at night and she would recount whatever she had watched that week. And she would just want to tell me the details and I remember just going, "Oh my god, I I, I don't know about this." But by just being there and listening, eventually the conversation would tune into something else. You know, by just being present and listening, all of a sudden she'd say, this is what I did today at school. Or this is this is what I did with my friend today. And she was so funny because even as a little kid, at six years old, she'd say, I got in an argument with my friend and I told her we need to communicate. You know, it was just this great. She was all, and she's still that amazing communicative person and friend now. So I love what you're saying, Amy. When you wrote this book, I'm curious for you, what, what was the reason you called it a primer? Well, because it teaches some basic lessons that everyone either needs to be reminded about or learn. Because if you don't start from the basics of connection to the earth, to each other, 
to your purpose, to that life's about something more than what we see, it's hard to get there. And it's really a basic concept, but for so many people, it's not basic. And it's like a giant missing piece. Yeah. So I'm just telling people this book is not just for children, it's for adults and children. And I just really am excited that that this book is out. Where can people get the book, Amy? On Amazon.com. And you can also have Barnes and Nobles order it. So those are the two places where you can get it. Wonderful. Well, we are just about out of time right now. I would love, number one, to let people know, how can they get a hold of you if they want more information about you? Um, I have a website, dramystark.com, and it has you know information on my, my dog, all my other books, everything. And also amazon.com has a whole author page with all the, the names of all of my books, and they have all of them. Um, available. So those are the two easiest ways. Wonderful. And Amy, if you had an essential message that you wanted to leave with the listeners, what would that be? Find a way every day to go outside so you can reconnect with others. So you can look for opportunities to go out and be a source of light in the world. Beautiful. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time and for sharing these wonderful books and your wonderful light with the world. Thank you. So it's not just for our children, it's for each one of us. And how special if we can start teaching our children or we can share this book with people that have children so that we can start giving kiddos the message that they can have connection to themselves, to others, the earth, and find their purpose. I love at the end when, when Amy was saying, go outside and just be a source of light for others. And I think that's what we've talked about so often on this show, as we become clearer conduits by doing our healing work then more love, healing, and joy can come through us to others, and we're better able to serve others. How awesome would it be if we started working on this heart and mindset of children so that they grow up already having this beautiful wisdom inside of them? They already have this inner strength, this inner resiliency, and this inner light. This is something that just lights me up so much. You know, I worked with elementary school kids for 10 years. And what an eye-opening experience and just the knowingness that those little hearts and minds are so open and so ready. And we can really leave an impression on our kiddos and those kids that we're involved with. So what a beautiful primer. You are more than a primer for finding light in your heart. I hope that this has helped you to find a little of the light within yours. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my amazing and magical producer, Tony Ficini. You can find Igniting the Spark on all podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you get every inspirational episode. For more information about this show, my books, my films, and my upcoming events, go to stephaniejames.com.
ignite.world and ignite your best life. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.